Hello and welcome to Friday Formula, a weekly motorsport podcast where this week we're still reeling from the heartbreaking surprise of a Mercedes win in Sochi. I'm Owen Bellwood and as always I'm joined by Will Longman and as you might have guessed, this week we're talking through all the action from a crazy race in Russia. We are indeed and it wasn't just the Grand Prix on Sunday that was crazy, there was a pretty exciting quali session on Saturday as well. Ahead of the weekend, um, there was quite a lot of rain predicted for Saturday and there was kind of this threat lingering in the air that the sessions might be moved on to Sunday so we'd end up with qualifying Sunday morning and then the race Sunday afternoon. Thankfully, that didn't quite happen uh, and instead we were just treated to a super exciting Saturday session. Qualifying kicked off with everyone on intermediates. Uh, In Q1, we kind of lost all the usual runners. Um, The only major upset was Max Verstappen who was going to take an engine penalty, so it didn't set a time. And that's always something that I find a bit strange whenever it happens. He's not set a time in qualifying, so has he really qualified for the race? Like we hear all these thought, um, we hear all these threats of Nikita Mazepin potentially not setting a quick enough time to qualify for the race. If you don't set a time, how do you still qualify? It's just something I always find a bit weird. But then as we moved into Q2, uh, we kind of had a similar issue with Leclerc, who had engine problems, so never set a time in that session either. But at the other end of the spectrum, we had George Russell storming into Q3 once again, and we sadly lost Gasly and Vettel, who didn't make it into Q3. So we had those two kind of ends of the spectrum. George was delighted, you saw the team cheering, but then Gasly and Vettel were clearly not very happy when you heard their team radios afterwards but by the time we'd got into Q3 um, the track had started to dry out quite a bit and George in his Williams was one of the first to take the gamble and move on to slicks because they did it that bit earlier it meant that they could get a bit more heat in the tyres and I think that was one of the things that really helped George have such a great qualifying again it was kind of a session of two halves where you had people like George taking the gamble for slicks and then people like Mercedes, who left it way too late uh, to bring Lewis and Valtteri in. And actually, when they finally did come in, Lewis ended up crashing into the pit entry, and that messed up Bottas's stop as well. So the two of them only had like one lap uh, to warm, well, one lap to warm up their tyres, and then one lap to set their fastest time. And that's what kind of punted them right down the order. So after that mistake. We ended up with Lando Norris on pole position, which was fantastic. Carlos Sainz in second and George Russell amazingly in third. Uh, And that was a top three that I don't think anyone could have predicted. And it was also Lando and Carlos's best ever qualifying results. And it's so strange that George actually didn't manage to match his best result. He's qualified better than third, which is just absolutely bonkers and proves that 2021 could be one of the best seasons ever. Yeah, we probably thought that we weren't going to get a better qualifying session than Belgium earlier this year just because of George Russell's incredible result. And then he goes and and betters it on soft tyres. I don't think he would have really thought he'd have had a chance against other cars. Yeah, it was in the rain, but it was actually on dry tyres. What a session. Um again George Russell kind of leading the shots and getting the calls right and everyone else is following him. Lando Norris finally got the pole position that he was oh so, he's been close all season. Uh, in Imola 
he was very close to starting on the front row um, and it's just great to see that McLaren have kept the momentum uh, well it seemed like they had kept the momentum um, from their memorable weekend in Monza um, Daniel Ricciardo didn't do too badly I mean he qualified respectable fifth place above uh, Sergio Perez um, and Valtteri Bottas so for the second half of the season they're kind of looking like they could be disruptors in the championship and, and maybe they're going to be popping up around Max and Lewis a little bit more than we were expecting um, in qualifying at least that, that could be the case After that hectic qualifying session the grid was now set for the race uh, we had Lando Norris on pole as we said before Carlos Sainz in second and George Russell third so as you look at that lineup, like you, you kind of know that whatever happens on Sunday is definitely going to be at least a hectic start but I don't think anyone would quite have predicted the amount of craziness and overtakes and action and drama that we were about to be treated to. No, I think if you'd have told me that the Russian Grand Prix was going to be one of the best of the year, I would never have believed you. In fact, if you told me that at the beginning of the season, I would have thought it's because this year has just been an awful year of racing and that is far from the truth. Uh, take us through the race. So off the line, we had a really great start for the McLarens. Uh, Lando seemed to get off really nicely and Daniel Ricciardo was tussling with uh, Lewis Hamilton and made it past him off the line. Uh, it also looked like George had had a really good start. I kind of thought he was going to jump up into second at one point. But I think Carlos just managed to find a little bit more slipstream and keep ahead of him. But while they were all having good starts, Lewis had an absolute shocker and dropped back to like seventh or eighth, I think, off the line which was just not something we're used to seeing. He's usually flying off the blocks as soon as the lights go out. A little bit uh, further down the pack and further around the lap, Alonso pulled an absolute worldly of a move. Uh, he basically cut the corner at turn two and just charged straight on and went full tilt through the bollards, made up a few places. And it sort of seemed like a little bit of a middle finger to the stewards who was like, if you're not going to enforce track limits, look what I can do. Um, so he's definitely still got his mojo and is still happy to try and cause a bit of controversy on track. Yeah, I wasn't too sure about this when I saw it. Like, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a middle finger to the stewards, but it's also kind of cheating. Like, that's therefore if you go off the track because you can't help, you can't keep it on the track. And he was just making up his own circuit, kind of. Um, and if we're going to do that let's do it properly like let's start having corners that have two lanes like that would be fun like long laps you get in MotoGP um, but yeah I'm, I'm not too impressed with him for that but this was all still on the first lap and we also had a tussle for the lead between Carlos and Lando Sainz eventually took the lead on the first lap and we had Lewis and Ricardo continuing this fight so it was a very action packed first lap and meanwhile, further back, Max had had start 20th because of his engine penalties and he was fighting his way through the pack and made a few moves up off the uh, the start. But then as the race progressed by lap seven, he'd uh, already made his way up to 15th and just had to pass Bottas to claim 14th. And as we're so used to seeing with Max, he just made the move look so easy and just kind of sailed past Valtteri like Valtteri wasn't really expecting it. No, he didn't even attempt to put up 
any kind of defence. I think as David Coulthard said on the Channel 4 commentary, is he going to Alfa Romeo or Alfa Tauri next year? He just seemed to almost help Max through that. And given that Mercedes took the engine penalty for Bottas to kind of put him in the mix with Verstappen and impede his progress through the pack a little bit, um, you would have expected a little bit more fight from him than, than he gave. You know, I think it would have happened eventually whether Bottas let him do it or not. I think everyone would have liked to see Bottas put up a little bit more of a defence, but we've kind of seen this in the past where he... I'm not saying Bottas doesn't try to defend against Max, but he's just not quite as on the ball and able to kind of keep the door closed. So Max sailed past uh, and claimed 14 pretty easily. Um, meanwhile, at the front of the pack, uh, we had Sainz and Norris battling it out for the lead. Sainz held on to first place for quite a while, and it wasn't until sort of lap uh, lap 15 or so when Lando overtook it again. And it was great having those two fighting for the win because it kind of seemed like neither of them wanted to just win based on a pit stop. They both wanted to have track position and sail past the other driver so that they could have those bragging rights of... Uh, I overtook you for the lead. No, 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 no. <laughs> so that was uh, really nice to watch. It wasn't kind of just sitting around waiting for strategy. I'm sure that is exactly what was going through their heads. Kind of one of my biggest takeaways from it was that kind of way of thinking continued down the whole order. It wasn't just sat around waiting for pit stops. There wasn't that usual post-pit stop lull um, because of the way different teams made the strategy calls we had a few drivers stopping earlier we had a mix of people on different tires and with different degradation we had a few people racing out of position we had people fighting on track it was lovely to see all of these little pockets of action throughout the uh, the order we did still have like a little bit of a drs train like in sochi after all but even in the drs trains leclerc and verstappen having started at the back were just like pounding in the laps and getting past people and both really working their way up the order. I think what kind of helped it, because the opening laps were absolutely relentless, it just seemed like there was action all over the place. And this is Russia, like, what a surprise. Um, But it's the position of the Williams in third place, and he managed to keep that off the line. It did look like, I I thought he was going to squeeze into second at one point. If only he could have tucked in behind Norris a little bit better. Um, But it happened in Hungary um, when Latifi ended up third on the second restart and it allowed Vettel and Ocon to just swan off into the distance and that's what happened here with Russell he kind of kept everyone behind and so Norris and Sainz could go and do their thing and Norris could stay close to Sainz without worrying about having a Lewis Hamilton behind him Um, and Russell you know he defended quite nobly for quite a while um clearly that williams can has improved around a single lap but it's the in the race that it, hopefully they'll see some improvements next year but it did set up a, a mighty mighty race but it all kind of unraveled in the final 10 minutes yeah so there was about five laps to go i think or maybe six and uh, Lando still had the lead of the race but was being closely hunted down by Lewis Hamilton who was gunning for his 100th win. There'd kind of been whisperings of rain 
throughout the race, but I think most fans tend to not expect the rain to happen. But it did, not slowly, kind of suddenly. The track seemed to get quite slippery. We saw a few wobbles from Lando and Lewis as they were fighting in the front, and then a few little skids from drivers further back. And that was the point when the midfield runners started to go in and change onto intermediates. And I guess they kind of had the advantage of being able to gamble a bit more freely because they didn't have quite so much to lose by switching onto slicks. Whereas Lando did not want to give up the lead. He was not wanting to dive into the pits and risk Lewis staying out on his slick tyres at that point. Yeah, and Max Verstappen was one of the drivers that definitely took advantage of that. He had nothing to lose in this race. Any points that he gained were a bonus because he's starting so far back and eventually it led to his podium. So I think that kind of led to the heartbreak that was to follow. So Lando kind of stayed out probably two laps too many. We heard him and his engineers discussing whether or not to change tyres. He said, no, we've got to stick with it. We've made this decision. Let's lie with it. But then as Lewis went in and changed on his intermediates, you just saw the gap between the two of them just dropping dramatically. And whereas when Lewis went into the pits, he dropped to like 30 seconds behind Lando. By like turn two or three, he was five seconds away. So he just made up that so quickly because of how slow Lando was having to drive. And then the moment came when Lando tried to make the corner and um, just slid right off the track was so lucky not to hit the wall and while he was spinning around you just saw Lewis kind of sail past and I think everyone watching just sort of their hearts all broke simultaneously I've spoken to about five people since and they've all said that they were just so sad to see Lando's first win fall away like that because he'd been kind of He'd not dominated, but he'd looked so comfortable leading the race up till that point. He'd had challenges from Sainz and Hamilton. He had like a few little wobbles, but not anything major. And like, if it hadn't rained, 100% he was going to win that race. 100% he was controlling the pace, he was controlling the gap. He hadn't put a, a tyre wrong all weekend. I kind of think it was his fault I mean clearly we like that McLaren ask for feedback from their drivers quite a lot they're one of the teams that do that the most kind of what tyre would you like Um, but on this occasion it was their downfall because Mercedes told Lewis to box twice and the key being that they told him to box whereas McLaren asked Lando what he thought of the tyres by which point it's too late and I don't think you can rely on the driver to tell you what the conditions are like halfway around the track when you've got a radar that should be able to tell you that you've got the times of the other teams and you can see that the intermediate tyres are the ones to be on Um, so there's definitely some learnings for McLaren to have it all taken away from him so close to the end of the race was really sad um but I don't doubt that like his time is definitely going to come to have the win. Like he proved that by being so comfortably ahead. So just give it, give it a little bit longer, and he'll be there. It kind of hasn't tarnished the race. Like it was still very exciting. But if you ask me, 
what did you think to Russia 2021? I'm just going to be like, oh, Lando lost his win. So that's sad. But on the flip side, there's, there's always going to be a winner. And this time it was Lewis. So watching him hit 100 wins is a milestone that's just absolutely insane. Like, he's got every single record possible and is just, like, going into uncharted territory. It's taken him a little while to get the 100th. His 99th was Silverstone, so we've waited a few months. But it's amazing just to see how dominant he can be. And I wouldn't want to try and, like, guess how many wins he can go on to. Like, he's got at least another year in him. Probably a few more. So let's see. Will he make 150? That would be absolute madness. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to get broken. But uh, I'm glad you mentioned Lewis's hundredth because you know I don't know if maybe your McLaren bias is coming out a little bit here. Um, we were watching the race. You said everyone's kind of heart broke when Lando slipped off the track. Watched this race with uh, my mum. A shout out here because the three races I've watched at her house this year have been Azerbaijan, Hungary and now Russia so I think there's I think there's something in this I'll let you know the next time I go over there um, but she was shouting not shouting but she wanted Lewis to win um, and we had to be like no you don't want Lewis to win you want Lando to win everyone wants Lando to win um, and she wanted Lewis to win so that he would break that well not break that record but yeah take that milestone 100 Grand Prix wins is amazing and he's a guy that doesn't seem to be affected by the milestones um, you know it wasn't something that was hanging over him it wasn't something he needed to do he just needed to win that race and I think Lewis Hamilton winning a race in the final laps this season when he's lost quite a few in the final laps he lost Bahrain on the last lap nearly sorry he nearly lost Bahrain on the last lap he lost the French Grand Prix on the last lap and Max has taken him a couple of times right at the last so to show the metal, and he did have a lot of work to do. He had to get back up there, um, passing science on the way. Uh, it, it It is extraordinary. It was a fantastic race, even if it wasn't the result that everyone necessarily wanted. It's always going to be inevitable that Lewis Hamilton ends up winning. Um, and Lando's, Lando's time will come. He is younger than Lewis Hamilton was when he got his first win. So there's plenty of time he's just proven that he's a talented driver something interesting that came out today was that um, the reason McLaren announced his contract so early this season was because Helmut Marco was sniffing around for Red Bull there was a chance that they were going to try and coax him for that second seat next year in place of Sergio Perez and my word I think everyone's glad that that didn't happen because McLaren seems to be the place to be it seems to have a good spirit in that team and even though they didn't get the result this year, this race even Daniel still came fourth, they dominated that race they were the fastest car for long periods of the Grand Prix and yeah, at least at least this race has some positive things to take back with them So there you have it. That's our thoughts on a crazy Russian Grand Prix, which is something that I don't think anyone ever really expects to say. Um, but what did you think of the race? We would absolutely love to hear your thoughts on all the action from Sochi. 
you can let us know on Twitter by following the show at Friday Formula. While you're online, why not subscribe to our YouTube channel as well? Just search Friday Formula there and you'll be able to find all of our past videos. But if you're someone that prefers to get their podcasts through audio only, we'll of course be back next week with another episode. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe wherever you are listening to your podcasts. All that's left to say this week is thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a lovely weekend. Goodbye. Bye.